Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus put before the crowds another parable. The dominion of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in the field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in gathering the weeds you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. When Jesus left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. Jesus answered, The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of God's dominion. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. And the harvest is at the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect all of his dominion, all causes of sin and all evildoers. And they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the dominion of their Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, the Revised Common Lectionary has done it again. Another agricultural parable. Another challenge for this urban pastor, and maybe for you too. Last week, we heard the parable about the sower who appeared to have no farming sense at all. In fact, I suggested that he might even be called the wasteful sower. This week, in another teaching moment with Jesus, he offers up the parable of the wheat and the weeds. Now, we're city folks, most of us, unless, we, unless some of you are raised on a farm or you go home occasionally to visit a rural area to visit family and friends. And so I had to do a little reading about this story from Matthew, about wheats and weeds and seeds and farms. And I learned something from reading, this, reading about this story this week. Bags of wheat always or certainly contain seeds from another type of ryegrass that looks exactly like wheat. It seems sort of weird to me that the, the farmhands even kind of question it because it seems so natural that it's actually kind of sewed together most times in our seed bags. And any of us who buy and plant seeds know that there may be all kinds of other things in those seed bags when we buy them. But this parable isn't really about farming, of course. Parables are always about something else. And today is a big something else. This parable of wheat and weeds paints a realistic picture of our world as it is, not about a future reality in heaven. Good and bad, constructive and destructive, are bound together. And it's a reminder that helpful and harmful can be mixed up all around us and within us, individually and collectively, as communities, even as a nation or as a world. 
In today's story, a householder plants seeds in his field, but while everyone is asleep, an enemy sneaks into the field and sows weeds among the wheat and then goes away. Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? They ask him. Where did these weeds come from? The householder doesn't spare them the truth. An enemy has done this. But when the servants offer to tear up the weeds, the householder stops them dead in their tracks and says, No, for in gathering the weeds, you will uproot the wheat right along with them. Let them both grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I'll instruct my reapers to collect and bundle and burn the weeds, and then I will gather the wheat into my barn. Now, you may be left after hearing that story or that parable kind of scratching your head and wondering what is going on. It seems like the the disciples were asking the same question. Jesus, what's going on? Explain this parable to us. Perhaps they too want to understand what is up with the weeds. Are we the weeds? And why can't Jesus do anything about the weeds? This parable, more than any other, brings us face to face with the question, why is there evil in the world? And why doesn't God do something about it? In our worst moments, we may even wonder if God is asleep on the job sometimes. We want God to be the divine weed whacker, at least when we can identify the weeds in other people. But when the farmhands want to pluck up the weeds, Jesus says, let them grow together. Jesus says, wait and be patient, because Jesus is interested in growth, not extermination. We just might want to whack the wheat, and if we do, the good along with the bad of it comes up with it. In other words, there's no way that we can police the wheat field without damaging the wheat. There's no way we can rid ourselves of everything bad without distorting everything good. And when we rush ahead of God and start yanking weeds left and right, we do terrible harm to ourselves and to the field. Our sincerity devolves into arrogance. Our love devolves into judgment. Our holiness devolves into hypocrisy. And the field suffers. Jesus promises his listeners that justice is both necessary for an abundant harvest and certain because of God's, sorry, is both necessary for an abundant harvest and certain because God wills it. Evil may claim victory for a season, but the passionate, protective, and deeply righteous love of God will not rule the world forever. Oppression will end. Injustice will die. The wheat will thrive and the weeds will not. All causes of evil and evildoers, Jesus says, will be exposed and disempowered. All causes of evil. The causes that we condemn in others, the causes we complacently excuse in ourselves, the causes that are personal and the causes that are systemic, the causes we know about and those that we don't, all causes of evil, no exceptions, will be exposed and disempowered. Biblical scholar Caroline Lewis says that in the end, this parable's message is that God's job is not our job. This parable is not told for the sake of action, she says, but for the sake of honesty. Causes us to pause, to breathe, to be. 
And this is good news because it reminds, it's a reminder to be the good in the world. Be patient and have perspective. Our action is to live out our baptism, to let our light so shine before others that they may see our good works and give glory to God. We are to be the light, be the salt, so love and forgive one another. That's our action, not weed whacking. Jesus invites us to be part of a kingdom that is still becoming, still growing. And in this field is full of limitless grace in the midst of an evil world. As we receive that grace, we can offer it to others with the same kind of abundant generosity that God offers to us. Our job is to bless the field, not curse it. Because the field is not ours, it's God's. And only God knows it intimately enough to tend to it. Only God loves it enough to bring it safely to harvest. On this beautiful summer day, we are gathered in this place to rest, to breathe, to anchor our lives. Being here with one another for story and song and prayers and meal and silence and breath reminds us that God is God and we are not. Here, we stand in awe before the mystery of God's ability to accept us in our brokenness and to help us work through our messy and collective lives. And we give thanks to God that God in Christ does not whack the weeds within us, but tends to us patiently so that we may flourish abundantly in God's field of grace. Amen.